Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. Uh, this is, I guess, Jay, an, an emergency podcast, a trade deadline podcast. As we uh, tape this right now, uh, shortly after the trade deadline has passed, and uh, the Padres made one deal. They uh, acquired Taylor Trammell, the top prospect of the Cincinnati Reds, in a three-team deal. Now, that's all the Padres got. I think... From the standpoint of the Padres, that's the important thing. From the standpoint of fans right now, it is that Fran Mil Reyes is gone, along with Logan Allen and a kid way down in the system that you know may or may not have been in the future. He's 19 years old, may have been a, a, a part of the Padres, but, but as of right now, gosh darn it, is it uh, Victor? But, uh, Jay, Victor help Nova. me out on the Vic- kid. Victor, Victor Nova. Nova. See, that's how important it was. Uh, anyway, Jay Posner, Sports Editor of the Union Trivia, and I'm Kevin AC, the Padres beat writer. And, and, Jay, I feel like the trade deadline, first of all, is like when I used to get people that are upset about the, that nothing happened, right? And that seems to be across uh, the, the, the baseball world now. Like, my wife used to tell me, I'm going shopping, I'll be back in 45 minutes. And I used to get upset when she'd get back three hours later. I feel like it's on me after like 20 years of marriage to not be upset anymore because I know she's not going to be back in 45 minutes. <laughs> the trade deadline is much ado about nothing most often. Most often, although the, the biggest news, I guess, of this trade deadline came, of course, after 1 o'clock with the news that Zach Greinke was on his way to Houston, which That's gives the Astros right, which gives the Astros <laughs> Verlander, Cole, and Greinke to start any playoff series. So good luck to any opponents, including the Dodgers. Uh, then again, the Dodgers, and we'll get back to this a little bit later, the Dodgers got Jed Jerko, Kevin, so uh, secret weapon. You know, knowing the Padres' history and San Diego sports and all that, I, I only half facetiously tweeted today, He's surely the future World Series MVP. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll call this an emergency podcast. We're doing it a, a day early. We would have done this tomorrow and talked about the Dodger series, but I don't think there's much to talk about with the Dodger series. The Dodgers, no doubt, will be looking for some serious revenge on the Padres after losing three straight uh, right before the All-Star break. But the big news, as you said, is the trade from yesterday evening. Logan Allen, 22 years old, off to Cleveland. Fran Mil Reyes, 24 years old, is uh, also off to Cleveland. And then Taylor Trammell, and I don't know how many times it's going to take me to get used to saying Trammell instead of Trammell. He will be 22 in September, and he is on his way to Amarillo, the Padres Double uh-huh. A team from Chattanooga, where he had been playing in the Southern League for the Cincinnati Reds. So, I don't know. Where do you want to start with all this? Do you want to start with, with Fran Mill? I feel like we should start with Fran Mill because that is the the reaction, and, and I absolutely understand it. First of all, the history of the Padres and giving away uh, major leaguers for, for minor leaguers, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, gosh. Uh, first off, I want to say this trade could be a win for everyone. Fran Mill Reyes could hit 50 home runs for the Cleveland Indians next year, and the Indians won the trade. And the Padres may still win the trade because Taylor Trammell could come up and be exactly what they want him to be, which is a you know, 330, 350-on-base guy, plays a really nice left or center field. And golly, what a good trade. Logan Allen um, was a throw-in. Well, Logan Allen was needed to you know to get the deal done. This is about Fon Mill Reyes. Yeah, it feels I, to I, me I, like... Do you agree with me? I'll just jump in real quick. It feels to me like 
the Padres have a lot of Logan Allens um, yeah. in terms of, you know, sort of young left-handed pitching. Uh, you know, Allen only 22 and had a couple good starts, a couple bad starts. Uh, didn't look all that great out of the bullpen, but I don't think he's really used to doing that. You know, I, I, th- I thought that Allen's upside uh, was, you know, what, a number four starter. So um, mm-hmm. you would think the Padres have plenty of those guys, so if they needed to throw him in the deal, that would be fine. But the Indians clearly want Reyes. They struggle for, for offense. And, go. you know, you were talking about Reyes. To me, he's a guy that had to be dealt because he's not a National League player. There you go. Now the question is, was he dealt for the right piece? And I guess... That's all there is. Yeah. That's the question. That's really right? all there is, Jay. Yeah. I understand people love Fran Mil Reyes as a personality, and there's no, I mean, how could you not? I, I never spent any time around him. I know you have spent quite a bit of time around him. You've seen what he brings to the clubhouse, what he brings to the dugout, you know, that sort of thing. And nobody can, can argue that. But I don't think that championships are won and lost in terms of, you know, guys dancing or, or singing in the in the clubhouse or anything like that. Not to take anything well, away from chemistry, but I think the Padres right. seem like they have enough of that where this probably won't be a big factor. But I understand why fans would be upset. And I also understand why fans would be upset about trading for another prospect because, in a sense, mm-hmm. you don't get the sense that Taylor Trammell is going to help this team next year. Not the way he's played in A this year. There's no reason to expect he's going to help this team in 2020. We've been told over and over again the Padres are going to contend in 2020. So Uh this particular trade does not help them for 2020. It doesn't say it doesn't help them down the road, but it does not help them in 2020. Correct? No, uh, you would think not, though that was just, you know, whatever, the target date. And what do we know about that is that it really doesn't mean anything. But, yes, that is a valid point. It is also not a reason to have, you know, negated what you said about Fran Reyes really wasn't, you know, when it came down to it, as much as they loved him, and heck, I don't know if he would have been traded if he had a 340 on base percentage right now, right? Right, he right. No, earlier in the year, he was more likely, you even wrote a story earlier in the year, he yeah. was he was kind of ahead of Hunter Renfro, but, you know, now their on-base percentages are pretty similar, and Renfro is so far superior defensively that... It's remarkable. To me, that, that was the move. This was the guy that had to be dealt. Now, again, what does it mean in terms of what they're getting back? And I tried to prepare people like for this. It was this is not the first time, or not the last. It's the first time. It's not the last time that there'll be a deal where two players go and one comes back. You know, eventually it might be good if it's uh, you know like a starting catcher or something, or a starting or a, or a starting pitcher. Yes, it might be good if it's someone who is going to be on the team in 2020. <laughs> that I, right. I cannot deny. <laughs> but this one wasn't. Um, again, I get it. History says uh, that, wow, the Padres did it again. They're, they're building for the future. They're putting off the, you know, the contention. Absolutely not. That is not what happened in this trade. I agree with that because I don't know that Ray, how much were Reyes and Allen going to be part of a team in the next year or even two years, because where do you where do you play Reyes? And as we said, Allen's got a bunch of uh, there's a, a bunch of similar guys in the organization to that. I mean, Reyes was at a .4 WAR so far this season, so I I think they need to they need to be better in that in that position. And great and, point. 
Jay, great point. Falling in love with Fran Mel Reyes is okay. Falling in love with him to the point that you can't get rid of him is so Padre fan. <laughs> right? I mean, look, I've been there before. Like, man, this guy's really good, and it's the best we can hope for, even if it's subconscious, right? No, the Padres aren't looking to get better. I mean, they gave away a good player. This guy had incredible skills and incredible power, but he is not what they envisioned being their championship right fielder. That's just not it. So right, and I think they went that's, a different direction. Right, and I don't think it's just Padre fans who are like that. I think that's, you know, that's kind oh, of universal absolutely. among universal among fans that you fall in love with certain players and and i mean look the organizations organizations across sports want you to do that they want you to fall in love with players just so they can break your heart no i'm, I'm kidding on the last part so, so you can buy their jersey and so, then you're wearing a, a reyes jersey right or or i mean look at reyes the guy's got a, a padre tattoo so that's that's even worse uh, for him than a jersey is for, uh, for for somebody else but i i think reyes was at a you know, I, I think he'll he'll be fine with the Indians. He'll hit he'll hit home runs, but you know he did have a he did have a weak a couple weaknesses here, big weaknesses, obviously defensively, and hitting with men on base was a big uh, a big problem as well. Not just you know with bases empty, he was a he was a nine hundred over nine hundred OPS guy. You know, with a home run, I don't know every twelve at bats, thirteen at bats, something like that. Runners in scoring position. His OPS was 376. Runners on base, it was 411. You know, just did not seem to be able to to get a hit, or and let alone a home run when runners were on base. And maybe he'll improve again. He's 20, he just turned 24 years old. But when you combine that and the biggest issue, I still think with him, uh, and I'll say for the last time, was just defensively. There's just no place to play him. His defense, his defensive WAR numbers were actually worse this year than last year. And you just can't – I just don't know that you can win, count on winning championships, even contending for championships with a guy like that unless he's going to hit 50 home runs. And I don't think Reyes is going to hit 50 home runs. Well, you – absolutely. If, if he was hitting 50 home runs, if he was not forcing Andy Green to you know, basically bat him second, right? I mean, yeah. or, or sixth. Because, you know, certainly not where you would expect friend Mil Reyes to bat, um, then you could live with two thirds of a player, which is basically what you had. Because, you know, if you were leading in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, you had to take Fran Mil Reyes out. Or even, you know, so if you're up by one and you lose that lead, well, Fran Mil Reyes bat as out of the lineup. I mean, there are a lot of complications to it. And all we're doing right now is um, we're not bagging, we're, we're explaining. The, the friend Mill, you know, the, the logic behind uh, friend Mill Reyes going. And it's not like we're just doing it in hindsight. This was the guy that, you know, um, we've been hinting around for a long time. Like, you know, if there's someone that's going to go, it's going to be him. Um, and, and the Indians were greatly interested in one of these outfielders. And the Padres, I believe, you know, gosh, rightly, based on what I see with my eyes, uh, and I know based on what they've uh, told me, is that there's. They love they love Hunter Renfro. They 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 this is this is their guy. Now that doesn't mean they didn't listen to uh, uh, you know offers for him. They didn't listen to offers for Kirby Yates. They didn't listen to offers for Luis Urias. Uh, they certainly did, but you know that happens all the time. And they didn't find the value and outfi- finding an outfielder. And look, 
they had a couple outfielders that are major league guys or major league ready that they were trying to get. But teams really, <laughs> what's happening now, and maybe it'll be different in the offseason, teams are, aren't going, oh, well, the Padres have a lot of depth, so we'll take their fourth or fifth best prospect. They're going, no, <laughs> we want your first or second prospect. And the Padres are going, no, right. those are a part of our championship roster. So they haven't been able to come together with uh, a, a trade partner about what is acceptable for both sides. And I, I do want to get back to Yates later, but on this, but let's go keep going with this trade. The other thing about this is I, I talked about the, you know, one thing that fans rightly could be upset about with this deal, besides, you know, Reyes being a great personality and all that, is that this trade, just this trade, does not make them better next year. And I think, you know, rightly so, fans could be upset by that. We keep hearing, you know, you don't want the goalpost to keep, you know, moving and moving and moving. So there, there is that part of it. But when the Padres take the field at the end of March in 2020, you know, this is not going to be the roster. This is not the last chance to make a move. Uh, there's still an entire offseason for the Padres to find maybe a catcher, maybe a starting pitcher, maybe an outfielder, all, you know, any any number of things. Maybe Urias goes, maybe Margot is traded. I mean, there there's so many possibilities. This is This is just one day, one deadline that has passed. There are a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more time to come once the season ends. Uh, Jay, I want to uh, say that right now, um, and we might as well. The Cubs writers are all reporting that the Cubs have required Brad Wick for Carl Edwards Jr. So there's been a bullpen swap. That okay. Happened. Well, Carl Edwards has had his moments um, mm-hmm. in the Cubs both bullpen, <laughs> and right, and he's also had his yeah, he's had his moments both ways, which means he'll fit right in with the Padre bullpen. Um, he's like every Padre, every Padre reliever, uh, just about, except for Kirby Yates, seems like Carl Edwards, where they could be really good or really bad. And Brad Wick had his time, and I was just thinking about this the other day, as I contemplated the 40-man roster situation the Padres have. Right now, 46 players uh, on there, and, you know, three or four prospects that you have to, you know, think are going to get on there, so uh, there's some moves they've got to make, and I'm thinking, you know, I need to start asking about Brad Wick. Is his time up here? So, you know, this could just be a swap to see a, a change of scenery swap for both of these uh, pitchers to see what happens. Seems like that could be something that, you know, maybe that helps. I, I think the, the Cubs would probably just run out of patience w- with Carl Edwards. But, you know, he's a guy um, that uh, I, I was trying to look up here uh, while, while we were talking how old he is. But I'll, I'll have it in a second as soon as my uh, as soon as my phone goes a little bit faster. He's 27. So uh, you know, it's not like he's not like he's hopeless, and and there's uh, there's no future for him. And if it doesn't work out, then it didn't. I don't think it cost it it cost anything. But more important to how things work out is uh, how do things work out with Taylor Trammell? The idea again, he, I don't see him next year. Here's a guy who was picked what around 35th, I believe, in the draft. The same draft as Lauer and Quantrill and uh, and Lucchese. His numbers were were good, very good coming out um, uh, at low A and even at high A. His slugging dropped a little bit, but his his OPS numbers were good. So far at Double A has not been great. Two thirty six average, uh, only a three thirty six slugging percentage, which is way down. Has gotten on base at almost a three fifty clip. What are you hearing about him? And and are you hearing that he can play center field? Because we keep hearing. He's going to be. He could be a center fielder. He's only played twenty. Twenty-four percent of his minor league innings have been spent in center field. 
and only one game, half a game this year, five and a third innings uh, in center field. So what are you what are you hearing about Trammell from your folks? They're going to uh, give him a try in center field, but it is by no means uh, necessary for him uh, to play there. Uh, this doesn't uh, have anything to do with, uh, you know, uh, doesn't necessarily have anything to do with uh, Manuel Margot other than having another option there. And the kid is athletic and, and fast enough uh, to, to do it, and so they want to see if he can. I have not gotten any explanation as to, you know, this it's kind of universally uh, thought that he's just had a dip in terms of the batting average uh, this year. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know exactly, you know, well, why, what, what is that? I would say, I wonder what he'd be hitting in Amarillo. Right. I mean, right. And I guess we'll see right over the last five weeks or so of the, of the minor league season, what happens when, uh, when he gets into the Texas league and, and, uh, and Amarillo and, um, you know, it does seem like what I was uh, trying to catch up on this last night with with just going around the web and seeing what different, you know, independent analysts were saying uh, ab- about the deal. And it seemed like a lot of people were saying scouts really like this deal for the Padres, that they like Trammell. He's a stud. He's Yeah, he's had a dip this year, but don't let that be a, uh, too much of a worrisome sign that everybody still seems to like him. Um, you know, look, we've seen prospects come and go. Sometimes a dip like this indicates trouble. Sometimes it could just be, you know, again, a young guy struggling a little bit, and we'll see what happens. But uh, the Padres do, you know, this is one of those things. They need to be right on this. You can't keep – you don't want to just keep trading away pieces and and not getting value in return. Um, you know, and we saw this at the end of – at the trading deadline in, in 2017. Uh, Preller traded away those three pitchers to the Royals. Got back Matt Strom, who, you know, hasn't was very good last year, hasn't been as good this year, was better once he went back to the bullpen until yesterday. Uh, and also uh, Ruiz, the infielder, came over in that deal. The year before, you know, Pomerantz for Anderson Espinoza, again, looked like a great deal. Espinoza hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I had almost forgotten about this, Kevin. Almost the greatest trade ever made by the Padres, or certainly up there. It was made... <laughs> For Luis Castillo, and why in the world did they give Luis Castillo back to the Marlins? Uh, I think they had to. I don't know. I thought that was sort of voluntary. Like the Marlins were kind of threatening to, to make a yeah. make a stink, and they said, "Okay." And they had their problems already. Right. So we'll, they, right. Well, okay. We'll give you back Castillo. It was like, no, couldn't you give them back Carter Caps or somebody <laughs> like that? But uh, and they did also get Josh Naylor out of that uh, deal. Although, of course. You know, we don't know what will happen with Naylor, and and you know he could have the same issue that Reyes does in terms of uh, in terms of defensive problems as long as Hosmer is going to be at first base. So, and uh, you know this one is kind of a freebie; uh, it doesn't change anything. Still got to get something, but I mean, Neil Reyes is like. This guy was unprotected in the Rule Five. He wasn't. A, he was. He preceded uh, the uh, Preller regime, and uh, you know, kind of came on like, man, if they can get if, if Trammell can be a uh, a key piece for them on a, on a playoff roster, then they they got very fortunate uh, right. to uh, and you know, and then turned good fortune uh, you know into good business. Uh, so true. And and I would also say, and Jeff Sanders pointed this out in his his piece that's online, and I hope everybody's had a chance to look at that, that the value for some of these, you know, kind of one-dimensional sluggers is is not what what everybody might always think that it is. And so, you know, it's not like you were going to trade Reyes and 
Logan Allen and Victor Nova and get you know North Sindergaard or somebody uh, in in return. The, those guys don't have quite as much value as as sometimes people might uh, uh, might think. That said, it did seem like for those two guys, you should get back a player that is going to contribute, and we'll we'll just have to wait and see uh, whether that happens. I do before we get and I before we get too far into this, and we don't want to stay on here forever. I do want to get to the Kirby Yates situation. And the fact that they didn't trade him, um, I'm a little surprised by that. I mean, he's going to be 33 at the start of next year. I, I don't know that his value is ever going to be higher than it is now. I know that um, I know that Dennis Lynn had reported they were talking about maybe an extension. I would hope that wouldn't be a long extension. So anyway, what are your thoughts about uh, about that? Well, right, and I did tweet that last night before Dennis's story, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, yes, Dennis did write a full flight story on it. Um, but uh, they, they are uh, looking to do a couple years, believe me, they don't want to take it past 35, and it does not preclude that they would be able to trade him at some point. But it is so that they have a – look, they have so many promising arms, right? Like, and, and, man, it's hard not to be excited about Munoz, right? Right. Um, how many proven arms will they have in the bullpen next year? Um, it, it could be Kirby Yates. That, that's about it. So uh, they would like to have, uh, you know, a guy who is, uh, you know, proved he's right now to still the major league leader, even though his team's not giving him near, uh, as many opportunities. This is a guy that they would like to uh, to keep and, and then see where next year is at. And then, hey, look, we've got this guy locked up to a decent deal. Kirby would is my understanding. Really like to stay here. You know, his family, and, and he still spends a lot of time at home in Hawaii. Like, when his t- family went to uh, the All-Star game in Cleveland, it was like us going to, like, the game between, uh, the, the series between the Red Sox and the, right. uh, you know, the Yankees yeah. in London. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's very true. And, and maybe, I mean, maybe this is an indication, uh, again, that if you're going to try to contend in 2020, then uh-huh. you are going to need, a, you, you need someone uh, like Yates, but I still won't be surprised if they certainly entertain offers for him in the off season. So I don't think that will stop. I think right. that having Kirby locked up is like a win-win. It's like, hey, we've got this guy, and then also, hey, look, everybody, we've got this guy, and you can have him for you know a pretty good deal. So. Right under right, he would uh, of course for two or three uh, two or three years. So anyway, we talked that we won't come back to, and and turn right around tomorrow and do another podcast with the Dodgers series starting so i think we you know we kind of already know what to look for with uh, the dodgers uh unfortunately the padres won't see jed jerko because he's not eligible to come off the uh injured list i think till next week so we'll have to wait until september for jerko to hit some big home run uh against the uh against the padres but anyway enjoy your uh enjoy your weekend in la and then we will talk next week to everyone before the Padres head off to Seattle for a quick couple of games there. Right on. Thank you very much.